Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just climb down, baby. Per capita export value. Libraries. Minister, are you embarrassed by your behavior today? There's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude or the gonads to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me. He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous. Disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking here. The disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts? The word was F-A-R-T. Welcome to another terrifying adventure in Canadian politics is boring. My name is Jesse Harley and with me is Reese Honey on his nipples, Waters. Reese, how you doing? Hi. I'm good. I, I, I'm hoping to attract some bears. No luck yet. With the honey on your nipples. Yep. That's yep. that's, that's the purpose. That's I imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's why one. Why else would one do that? <laughs> so uh, so uh, you told me earlier, Reese, that that you had another bear adventure. I, on, <laughs> honestly, adventures of the bear in Reese's yard. I never thought I'd just I'd say this, but there is so much bear activity so frequently. It is now boring and background noise to my life <laughs> it's a great place to raise children yes yeah. it's great <laughs> well just just amongst the bears <laughs> just honestly bear country, I, yeah 
my happy place is the forest and living in the middle of the forest is amazing and I'm willing to to risk the chance of bumping into a bear if that means I get to live in my happy place. So I don't know if anyone can hear the reverb coming from Reese's uh, mic. He's in a closet at his house right now. For the past two years, he's been saying he's going to build a podcasting shed no, I haven't. in his backyard and just- I never said that. You t- you You're said just lying. Meant- <laughs> You, well, you said it. <laughs> well, we're not in the studio because Jesse's fled the town, fled the city again, and we're now remote again. So, um, the, so this the, is my the, fault. It's my the government fault. agencies yeah. were get catching up on him, uh, finding out the truth. And uh, anyway, so, so um, let's let's revert. Tell me the bear story. The, since well, we're in the, the, STD, just, the STD just, zone, it, this is the official yeah, STD zone. There the is small talk dimension zone. In case you guys. Or new, yeah. <laughs> well, there, I, honestly, there's no real story there because it's just consistently eaten the food waste. That's that's all the story is, oh. really. But I, I do, I, I, I would like to um, share some of the amazing speak pipes we had. Yes, please. A speak pipe yeah, yeah. for those of you who are new is just a voicemail, basically an anonymous voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to leave us a speak by yeah, message, you go to uh, speakpipe.com forward slash Canadian politics is boring. And you can anonymously leave us a voice message for, for, for whatever you want to say to us. Um, and I mean, you, can, you can tell us your name if you want. You can leave oh, you it can. It's if up you, to you choose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have I, I, to be anonymous. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, Dicks, 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 beep. Like you don't have to keep doing that, John. That's fine. You can stop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's we don't. We get it. We 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 appreciate everything you're doing for us, but it is unnecessary. Just move on. Um, So this first one is. um, Remember, I said about you getting a date. Well, somebody responded saying they want a a date with you. (sighs) Oh, okay. Let's hear it. You ready? I'm not going to be alone forever anymore. (laughs) I mean, hey Jesse. I'd love to go on a date with you. Um, we could, you know, get some drinks, go for a walk, you know, have a chat or something. Um, I don't know if you're like into guys or anything, but uh, I, I'm not. I just, you know, like listening to you and think it'd be fun to be friends. Aww. Did they leave a name or an address or a way to, for me to contact them? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what a tease. Oh my god. So this guy wants to convert me to what is it, gadyism? And but he's well, he not wants to be a, but he, no, he doesn't he, want to conv- he just wants to be a friend. There's no there's no uh he wants to take, this, that's a friend. So he wants to take me on a friend date. Oh, that's nice. Oh, okay. he just wants to become likes, me a friend. He likes hearing the, the melodious sound of my voice. That's so I noticed nice. that oh. I, I noticed that I wasn't invited, but <laughs> <laughs> A weird date, man. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> I hate to be a third wheel, but <laughs> um, um, we'll and hold the hands other... on this friend date. If you can tell me a better way of exchanging <laughs> proteins, I'd like to hear it. Thank you, anonymous speak pipe sender. Uh, but if you do want to be friends with Jesse, you might need to leave another one with more details, which yeah. we won't play. Um, and then, and then the <laughs> other message. That was, that was very nice. This message worried me. It was. Okay. A, a, it, it's, a, it's essentially. I don't know how to explain how it happened, but it's a message from the future. Um, sent what? back in time to us. Apparently, that's what that's what the the person who left it said. Um, okay, so I'll play a few. I mean, it's quite concerning. Uh, makes me question the very fabric of reality. But you know, who cares? I'll play it out. Hello, this is Canada from the future, speaking to you through quantum computed retro communiques. You must cease all podcasting on the topic of Canada. Or risk opening a blank moment wormhole that will disassemble all known facts about the country. A podcast called Canadian Politics is Boring 
It is in fact not boring. It's a paradox that must not propagate. Putin will stand while Donair falls. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Did he say Putin stands or Putin stands? Putin, Putin will stand while Donair falls. That was the. There must be a code there. Um, that'd be a great tattoo. <laughs> So, wow. Okay. Well, that was uh, terrifying. Let's hope that was. You know, both of these messages make me think that we have some very funny creative listeners. <laughs> We're very lucky to have people send those messages. Or, I found them, or a lonely I found them guy very... who wants a friend and someone from the future. I mean, that's possible as well. You know, just say it. Yeah, like, but, come on. Okay. Let's not discount the whole from the future thing, Reese. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, if I, I, I don't, I, I like the different styles of voices, uh, very talented voice, uh, vo vocal range and voice artistry. I was impressed anyway. Um, I was so if you'd like yeah. to leave us a message, uh, speakpipe.com slash Canadian politics is boring, or just look in the show notes. If Reese remembers to put a link there. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is a low class operation. So don't expect anything from me. <laughs> Right. So, um, <laughs> did you see? Did you see the artwork for Manitoba Nights drawn for us on, on Twitter? Did. By the way, I did. Somebody offering to be the voice of a talking car for a TV show right. called Manitoba Nights. Uh, yeah. it was good. Uh, yeah, no, it was drawn by uh, username Carrie wears a mask. Great name, by the way, on Twitter. And he, I think they drew two of them. So uh, you should you should go and check those out on our Twitter. They're, <laughs> it's a talking car, which if I have. Into, if you're I into have, Twitter, yeah, I've I've given the role of the talking car. Which apparently now we have a talking car in Manitoba Nights to uh, carry wears a mask. So just like oh, you nice, know. yeah. Well, so, I like yeah. I like how random people on the internet are somehow inventing and writing characters into a sitcom that we haven't bothered writing yet. <laughs> I'm getting to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, should we get on to to, to the topic? Yeah, let's um, do it. What do you got for me today? So this this is a story uh, all about a uh, a woman named uh, Mary Two Axe Early. Do you know anything about? Well, we've teased this episode a couple of episodes. I've heard this title for a while now because we kept <laughs> we kept putting it off. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Another stuff came up. Mary two acts early. Mary two acts early, not acts. Two, oh, as in like students are in plays that were made of two acts. She had oh. the name is two axes, as in like a axe you would use to cut a tree down or chop off the head of a of a, an enemy. Two axes early. Two acts early. Mary two acts early. Okay, which one are you talking about? A X E or A C T S? A A X E. Two acts early. Not yes, isn't two... it? Isn't it? Isn't indigenous name? Two acts early is her last name. Yes. Well, her name was Mary Two Acts, and then she got married to someone named Early, Mister yes. Early, Mister Early. You're fucking with me right now. This is is this mind blowing to you? It's just it's just two. It's just somebody's name. Uh-huh. Well, this is like the mean, least, it's an amazing the least, name. This is the least amazing thing about this story, but oh, okay. we're on well, to a winner yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of a cool name. All right, go ahead. Okay, cool. So, what well, should we call you? Jesse Three Chainsaws Harley? Yes, please. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesse People Three ask Chainsaws me about it, and I'm like, just don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. It's, uh, so, she was born in 1911. It's, it's, too, it's too sexual to talk about in this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even three, want to know you. Three what, chainsaws how you use. <laughs> know what you're doing with those chainsaws? I don't want to know. Anyway, um, so she grew. She grew up on the Cowan, uh, Cowanac, 
Ski Reserve, uh, which is a farming community near the St. Lawrence River try it in again? Montreal. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it, but try it again. Kawanaki, I think it is pronounced, but I might be mm. terribly wrong. Leave me a speak pipe, corrected me yeah, um, sternly. Uh, in, in, she was born in <laughs> With a lot of swear words. Like a exactly. lot of swear words. So um, uh, growing up, she spent a lot of time with her mother, who was a, a teacher, a healer, and a nurse. And she was responsible for caring for a lot of vulnerable members in the community. And sadly, because of her role um, uh, looking after the most vulnerable in the community, she contracted and died of Spanish flu uh, and the epidemic Aww. that came out after World War. World, how, the first how old World was War. she when she when she passed? Uh, I don't know how old her mother was, but uh, Mary was was only ten when her mother passed. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. That's that's very sad. Yeah, it was very sad. So she kind of probably, grew up. Probably means her mother was quite young then. Yeah, yeah. I don't imagine her mother would have been like over forty or anything. So. Mm. Um, and at the time, uh, where she lived and the opportunities in front of her, there weren't many. So uh, she lived, you know, on a reserve in Canada. Um, where was where was this? Uh, in Montreal, okay. or near near Montreal's South Shore. Um, uh, and obviously, Montreal was probably there was a lot more rural, a smaller city then. Um, so, like, apparently, a lot of people at the time would leave for wherever there was work. So she ended up at the age of eighteen settling in Brooklyn, in New York, and okay. They, in Brooklyn, New York, there was a Mohawk community that uh, was really central to the steel and iron industries during like the boom of the 1920s. So, you know, like, when they were building like the um, Empire State Building, there was a lot of indigenous communities that had emigrated there for work and were involved in the construction of the, the New York skylight. Okay, that's cool. So she went there going, hey, I, there's no opportunities here. You know, I've lost my mother. Um, I'm, I want to get out in the world. And so she, she went there and she married uh, someone called Edward Early, which is where you get the name. And he was a, an electrical, electrical engineer of Irish-American origin. Of Irish-American. Okay, cool. So she settled in New York, built a new life. New York was booming, swing it, the, the, the swing in 20s or whatever you want to call it. Um, everyone was constantly dancing in black and white. Um, and... <laughs> Hanging off the side of cars with Tommy guns. It was a good time. There was a there was some 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 videos going around. I think it was just one video by Vsauce on YouTube, which I admittedly didn't watch. I'm getting this from my friend who did watch it. So uh, then they talk about how people seem to have been uh, older looking uh, back in the day, and we don't know why. Like, why do people seem like they're not aging Probably as much these it's days? Because you and, started work when you were ten, and and you smoked and drank like it was going out of style. Forever, yeah. and it was, there, oh, there yeah, was okay. there was a video on Reddit of a three year old chimney sweep um, working <laughs> with his dad, just walking down the street carrying a ladder. Three years old. I mean, that's why you have children. That's for the. I know, but it, but he, 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 his body, the body Free language labor. is like that of a fifty year old man. It was crazy. <laughs> anyway. Not a fifty year old man today. Yeah. Paul Rudd's fifty one. Did he have the body language of Paul Rudd, Reese? Did he? No, he didn't. But Paul Rudd's immortal. He drinks. He drinks the blood of virgins, and uh, <laughs> he's a baby eater. He's a baby, <laughs> which is why you'll be able to make 12 Ant-Man movies. <laughs> I can't wait so, for Ant Elder. That's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so um, obviously, she, you know, happy story. She had two kids then with, with Edward. Um, amazing story. You know, she, she went from like a rural setting. She had how many lot, kids? Two kids. I thought you said 12. I just kind of no. glossed over that for a second. I'm like, what so, did he say? Uh, Rosemary and Edward, named after his dad. I thought you just kind of glossed over it. She was like, she had 12 kids, and then she went on to do I'm like, hold on, what? No. So I'm yeah. just literally not listening, and then making a joke of the fact that I'm... Okay, anyway, please. Continue. But, I'm paying attention. 
But moving to New York. Eyes meant... wide, ears open. Mm, boy. <laughs> Keep spraying going. your cheeks. Good to go. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Hold on, I gotta write that down for my Tinder profile. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so spreading my cheeks. You're actually writing that down. Well done. Congratulations. Anyway. Anything that a little every little thing helps here. So um so <laughs> so uh, as you can imagine, she she left build a new life in America, but but what that had a like an effect on her Canadian life or a kind of the fact that she wasn't living canada. in canada had an effect on her canadian life no, no, no. i imagine but, no 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 but she she so she was you can only imagine what my irish life is like right now like i know <laughs> <laughs> but no but you can but she she was indigenous so um she lost her status um under the indian act uh, the indian act um oh here because, you go being serious and political no no, no because so, so basically what it meant was if if um an indigenous woman from who had uh had status under the kind of the treaty rights married outside of that community so married someone who wasn't indigenous it meant they lost all rights to uh to their status as an indigenous person under the law are you serious yeah so so what it meant was that so it didn't um, matter that she left canada it just mattered that she married somebody who wasn't indigenous yeah, she could have. She'd married somebody indigenous or um, someone who was also status in in New York. She would still have had it, but because she married uh, an Irish American, she lost that status. But that only applied oh, uh, to women. Is, that, didn't the... that didn't apply to men. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Forgive my continual nonstop ignorance, but what does uh, native status, um, what did it mean back then? Like, what did that, wh what was taken away from her when that was taken away from her? Um, forgive my ignorance. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to forgive your ignorance because it's entertaining. Um, the, the, uh, so, it, like, it, was it just a, did she, like, it, was it, there, made you, it meant you were entitled or... to, it meant you were, it, I mean, it restricted you from doing a bunch of stuff. It was obviously discriminatory to a certain extent, but it also severed by losing your status. What it essentially did would sever your connection with your community on reserve. If you see what I mean, it meant that there was, you, you, you weren't allowed to have property or you weren't allowed according to, to the, it, 
Canadian government or according to each like reserve according to the law and, and the laws of like that were imposed Jesus. on that reserve they you know they, they lived under it and they had to operate under it so someone who under the indian act had status could pass it down to their wives and children but women couldn't pass it down to their children um and also it would be inherit so it had to become inherited from a father and then it would go to their husbands uh and the woman would adopt the status of the husband and live with their husband's band. And if the husbands were not status, they would lose their status entire, entirely. So it was, it was. I don't understand the law of it. There's things like under section 12-1-B, women who sought divorces from status husbands would also have their status revoked. And the only way a woman might regain her status was to remarry a status man. Therefore, status was determined by the male lineage. Okay. I mean, all right. This is it's just amazing administrative paperwork you're reading here, Reese's. <laughs> I know. No, but it basically meant it was you. Know, if it's like, sad and all, but like you know, okay. Yeah, is, I mean, I, I mean, if you call this one of our most blow, mind blowing episodes <laughs> we've ever done. No, no, no. But, but <laughs> the stories about Mary is it's not about the paperwork. So okay, thank God. So, <laughs> so Mary like was you know busy living her life, and as she got a little bit older. One of her friends, uh, one of her, uh, she considered a, a, a clan sister, died in her arms of a heart attack, mm. um, and she be she she genuinely thought it was due to the stress of the fact that um, her friend had been denied property rights in in uh, the community she grew up in because she'd lost her um, lost her status. So she she basically became like a like an activist. Like today, today oh, the equivalent would be. Cool. Okay. Someone would set up like a Twitter account and just start shouting at people on Twitter. But she she did she did it the old fashioned way where she rolled her sleeves up and no, she she started a stick a very large speaking stick. speaking and writing campaigns uh, to uh, kind of raise the profile of the abuses. Just basically to say women don't have equal treatment under the law, um, and we're very reliant on men and husbands for our right to kind of operate as you would like us to under the law, which is obviously crazy. Mm -hmm. So. Sorry, in 1975, she accompanied 60 other women from uh, the Kawanahi Nation to the International Women's Year Conference in Mexico City, which um, I don't know a lot about it, but I guess in the 1970s, there was probably a lot to talk about um, in terms I of uh, <laughs> still, a lot, still a lot going on to deal with. Um, uh, the list has only got Ooh, where do we start okay yeah. <laughs> we're only here for a weekend ladies <laughs> how do we solve all these problems the list has got slightly shorter um in the last 50 years but only marginally and they added some new things too so um while at the conference the um the 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 kawanaki band council rung them up at the conference to say hey just so you know while you're at the conference we've we've evicted you all from uh from the land what oh wow oh my so, god so they're basically like hey um you didn't have the right to own any land so while you're there down in mexico city in the sun we've uh yeah you've got nowhere to go back to so um, wow and this, and this is, the, is this is the canadian government did this no no this is the this is the um the kind of the this would be the band council of the of the of the uh, reserve she was from. The band council, yeah, the the kind of council that you know the indigenous council that run that reserve. Oh, it was the reserve itself that yes, it was. Them. Oh, wow, yes. that's why. Well, you think they'd guess, be against all these laws, as like along with her? I guess it was sexism. 
misogyny. I guess it's still still the oh, same. Yeah, I suppose that stuff exists, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a super funny topic, Reese. Let me. I'm going to. Again, this is this, just for. This is, I'm going to. I'm going to here. Hold on. What I'm are you going to do? Get coffee here. Hold on. There we go. Brought Hold to you on. by Folgers Dark Roast. Are you tired? They're not of paying us. You, no, they're not. Sorry. Fuck you, Folgers. Yeah, yeah tastes like armpit shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> until you pay us, Folgers, your coffee it, tastes like armpit shit. It's exactly. like someone ate someone else's armpit and then shit that armpit out and then roasted it into a coffee and then drank it. Armpit flakes. Folgers. <laughs> Folgers. Armpit flakes for you. Jesus um, Christ. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, whenever, so, whenever our podcast gets too depressing or boring, we interject it with some toilet humor. It's great. This is our show. You're welcome. So, so, so I mean, Mary's life. Mary is not boring because she was an incredible strategist, and she, um, where they just made that phone call to let them know that they were evicting them. Obviously, because they were rattling too many cages. She then um, shared that information. I've just got off a call with an international forum, and it meant there was international media coverage of the issue. Um, oh, right. Uh, and because of that, they withdrew the eviction orders. And in because, because she she what notified the press? No, because she announced that it was their turn to talk at this conference, and she basically changed the whole thing they were going to talk about, and was like, "Hey, we've come here to talk about this." And while we were here, they did this to us. And oh, it's so a word of mouth spread, and that caused, got caused like a big and... stir at the, at the right. forum, like oh, breaking news. Kind of brilliant, honestly. I know it's amazing. So, so they withdrew the eviction orders. Although why she'd want to go back to a place that just like collectively agreed to evict her and then last minute revoked that, uh, you know, they just she like, would you want to go back to a place with people who genuinely don't want you to be there? I don't think I'd want to be there. You complain about Halifax all the time and you still live there. I'm getting the fuck out of here soon. Don't worry. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, I love you, Halifax. Grew- love you so much. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's where is where her parents are from. It's where her, she grew up. Is where all her family is. Just because True. of the decisions of some people in power, didn't mean doesn't mean she's going to. So it wasn't everybody. It. Okay, it wasn't like a no, 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 exactly. vote. Was part, <laughs> there was a community she was a part of that weren't like in control of that. So um, and then eight, uh, ten years later, they changed it. In 1985, they updated it so that indigenous women had equal status. 1985. That sounds about right for for the Canadian year government. After speed. I was born, yeah, well, just like go. you know the speed at which the Canadian government um, works. Uh, honestly, the ten years is really, really kind of fast. That's re- that's impressive. Good on you. Pat on the back, Canadian government. There you go. So after she yeah. she got married in the nineteen twenties, and on July the fifth, nineteen eighty five, Mary at a ceremony in Toronto was given her status back. Um, 65 roughly 65 years later and she said now i have legal rights again after all these years i'll be legal in t- legally entitled to live on the reserve to own property to die and to be buried with my own people and then they bulldozed it to dig up for oil the end i am the end don't take away from what mary did no, no, I'm just she, showing. She I'm it, just showing she, love for the oil companies. That's all. Ah, there we go. She, so, so, she, so, so much love. She the changed the legislation companies. so it was possible for sixteen thousand First Nations women and forty-six thousand descendants to regain their lost status. Um, and uh, two thousand women were able to return to uh, the Kawanaki um, 
re- reserve where she lived and grew up, um, and completely changed the dynamic of power uh, within the within the community. That's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm holding back laughter. I'm trying not to think of because, <laughs> like, I didn't know it was Mary Two Acts A X E early. I thought it was Mary Two Acts A C T S early. Like she was, like, uh, you know, she was a, a an actor in the theater, but she was always known for like coming out on the stage two acts early. Like, ah, fuck, here she comes again. It's the wrong what damn you, scene. Out of your head. <laughs> Just like every play, every play. Oh God, here comes Mary two acts early. Like, <laughs> a, a pox on nine houses. Ah, fuck. No, it's the wrong Mary, you're not, scene. You're supposed to be, you're not supposed to be a the third act crisis. What are you doing? <laughs> every play ever so much just but specifically two acts early just (laughs) (laughs) anyway um but not to diminish her achievements in her life (laughs) thanks jesse what i do (laughs) anyway uh, so that was mary two acts early (laughs) sorry She should really just get out of the theater. I'm just, saying, like, just stick to activism. Just, just not for you, Mary. Okay. Yeah. Although one thing I did find really interesting was I didn't I didn't realize how much um, indigenous people played a part in building New York. Yeah, that's kind of neat. It makes me wonder how many other cities were built by uh, by indigenous people too. It's crazy. Uh, right. Yeah. I anyway. don't know. Uh, so so that that was that was the story. That was that was interesting. I wouldn't well, call I it like, I like Mary's life and story. You, you I liked it too. It was it was good. It was nice activist, nice little warm, I warm your you. heart activism story. Nice. There you go. Yeah. I, lost I mean, you we now. can't. Oh, we can't. We can't all be winners, Reese. I get it. Not every single one of our episodes can be fucking bangers. You know, we can't all have the. So, like, so basically, no one. She, she we can't all be she, like the government build a gadar, which is what if one I, of my favorite told you new that, episodes. What if I told you the whole time, all those people we just talked about, the whole time they were drunk? Does that make it better? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Is that true? Like, no. <laughs> just. But apparently, the, that's how you measure whether something is uh, valid no, no, to talk oh, about. No, the gator, the government built a gator. Nobody was drunk during that one. That was insane. Everybody was drunk. Everybody, Everybody must have been. <laughs> There's true. no excuse. There's no excuse. I mean, you know, two over two hundred episodes later, two years into this, and you're still finding interesting shit. So I'll give it to you. That's fine. That was that was a good. That was a good one. That was fine. That was interesting. Did you know that that, that uh, indigenous women didn't have equal status until the eighties? I didn't know, but I don't well, come to this do. podcast to learn shit, Reese. Jesus, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. <laughs> dick joke. Dick joke. Dick joke. <laughs> fact. Dick joke. That's how it works. <laughs> That's our formula. That's the formula. Our <laughs> secret formula to success. <laughs> if you walk away and you just know that, then then we that's won. secret formula. Dick joke. Dick joke. Dick joke. Fact. Dick joke. There we go. Profit. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just is is that all of the comedy history podcasts use the same formula? I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. No, it's great. That's good. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Okay. So, uh, let's, yeah, um, if anybody else wants to leave a fun speak pipe, then, then be our guest. Be our guest. Come be on. our guest. Come on. Are those the Sorry. only words? I, it's, I don't know them either, so it's okay. <laughs> You've got kids, though, so what's your excuse? For what? For what? Just not knowing the Disney lyrics for Beauty be and the Beast. Be my guest. Be my guest. Our Come guest. and circle on my breasts. Yeah, that's how it goes. 
<laughs> I, I was quite See surprised as a child watching Beauty and the Beast when that song came out, let me tell you. But like, Disney very knows welcoming. best. So. Yeah, that candlestick was very welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What's the call to action tonight, today, Reese? I don't know, go and watch Disney or something. Um, go and watch Disney or something. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's your homework, folks. Yeah, that's how you promote a podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> bye everyone. That's it. That's, that's it. it. We're done. Oh, well. Okay. I mean, can you tell me a ghost story real quick before we go? Uh, what kind of ghost story? A scary one. Um. Okay. Um. But you got to put music to it. That's okay, but I can't do that now. But I can. Um, this, this story like, is, called... this is a pod, this is a podcast, Reese. I'm fairly certain you don't have to keep saying, I, I'm not going to, I can't do that right now. Like people understand that you don't have magical music and sound effects abilities that just pop out at a snap of a, like, they know that you edit the show. That's fine. Okay. That's good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's get started. Um, this is, this story is called, um, the bus conductor's revenge. Are you making this all up? Yeah. Um, so, once upon a time, there was a man called Kevin. He was 38, and he lived in uh, High Wycombe, just outside of London in the UK. Okay. And uh, Kevin, I think that's the name I just said. Uh, Kevin was... Um, How old was Kevin? Kev- 38. High Wycombe, just outside London. Um, <laughs> so, so Kevin, who was 38 from High Wycombe, just outside London, uh, worked as a bus conductor. Um, he he kind of covered the shift for, for Dale, and Dale wasn't very good at his job. He was one of those people who was just treading water, always about to lose his job. He was top of the list if ever they had, they had cutbacks. And Dale hadn't turned up because he got his uh, uh, head stuck in, in um, some kind of blender. And Kevin, Jesus. Kevin had to do the late shift, so uh, the bus was empty. There was nobody on nobody on board the bus, so they just they were doing the rounds. They were driving through the quiet, dark streets of High Wycombe, just outside London. Thirty-year-old Kevin covering the shift of Dale, and um, he realised that there was somebody on the bus with him, uh, even though I mean, no one had job, bought a ticket. It? Oh, oh, okay. So. Uh, I could just picture was, like a bus driver with a bus like full a of people turning around, going, "Oh my god!" At all the people that he led on the bus that he forgot he led on the bus. Yeah, right. just a huddled shape, huddled over, um, with uh, with a with a thick coat and a dark hood, so you couldn't see their face. Okay. Uh, so so Kevin walked over and was like, "Excuse, excuse Hold me." On. He just let, did he stop? Did he stop the bus? No, he's he just... the conductor. He's not the driver. Oh. The conductor what's, what's a conductor walks around the the bus making sure everyone's got tickets and the driver drives. Oh, I thought it was I thought the conductor was also the driver. Like I thought he just like no. took a brick out I, of his I, pocket I and called him put a, it on the like the, the 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 pedal and then got up and went over and asked him if he got a ticket. No, no exactly. <laughs> like speed, cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Dennis Hopper was there and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Okay, um, so he gets up and he, no, he doesn't get up, but he walks over. So he, he walks over him. and he yeah. says, excuse me, have you, have you got a ticket? And and that they ignore him. So he asks again and again and again. And eventually then he goes to put his hand on their shoulder and they look up at him. Uh, and it's him, 
Kevin recognizes it's him, except he's aged horribly, and uh, his blue eyes, the, the pupils are yellow. Um, and he, Kevin says to himself, I forgot my ticket, sorry. <laughs> and that, that's the end. <laughs> That was great. This that was okay. So this gives me an idea, Reese. It's <laughs> it's it's September. Okay, summer's almost over, and that means we are on a fast countdown to Halloween. Okay, I say that at the end of every episode until Halloween, we we do a ghost story. And if one of our listeners wants to write us at CanadianPoliticsIsBoring at gmail.com and tell us a ghost story, whether it be fictional or real, we will read it at the end of one of our episodes and if we cool. and if we don't get one reese makes it up how does that sound to you reese it's a lot of pressure on me but i, I don't know, know it was, i'm it gonna was, i'm gonna keep pressuring did, you because that was a good story i like really? <laughs> yeah it was great i liked it good okay good well let's go now okay so that's your call to action <laughs> send us a ghost story for us to read on the with sound effects and, or watch disney that's fine too okay bye everyone bye, bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it, no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.